Hey everybody, we have a live show coming up this weekend, Saturday, in San Francisco, California, at the historic Piano Fight Theater. You can come see me do a little show called Can I Finish? This is going to be making fun of all the debates that happen this week. Uh, There's a debate Wednesday, there's a debate Thursday, we're going to have classic debate moments. It is going to be a very, very, very fun time. So, go get your tickets right now. 7 p.m. Saturday, June 29th. It is, uh, here's the link, bit.ly slash px number three June. Again, bit.ly slash px number three June. Right, doctor? Doctor's not going to be there because he's a bird. But you can be there. I hope to see you there. Again, Saturday, 7 p.m. at the Piano Fight Hey, what does my brother have to say about this, though? Hey, everyone. Justin's nephew, Jackson, wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay. Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast today. It is I, Justin Robert Young, joining you yet again on June 26th, 2019. I was struck by a story today in our Discord heralding the return of a Twitch streamer by the name of Dr. Disrespect. Now, because we live in a fractured multiverse where no culture ever really overlaps anymore and yet the cultures that we choose to indulge ourselves are all consuming you might either know exactly what I'm talking about or believe that I am speaking gibberish from my butthole so I will do my best to very briefly explain that Dr. Disrespect is a streamer on Twitch I think he initially rose to fame by playing the game Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or PUBG for short. It is a battle royale game. Basically, 30 people start playing in the game and then they all kill each other, and eventually there's only one. He is famous for adding a little song, little dance, little seltzer down your pants when it comes to his stream. It's not. He's uh, he's an older dude, which is rare because oftentimes the uh, uh, folks who are streaming are, you know, the the day they turn 15, they're considered over the hill. But he has a a shtick. He wears uh, uh, reflective glasses, the, the likes of which you think you'd see in an 80s volleyball scene. He's got a fake mustache and a massive mullet. He is very, 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 very popular. Tens of thousands of people watch him. So he went on out to the E3 uh, gaming conference. This is where a lot of 
big, big, big game developers and uh, you know manufacturers like Sony and Microsoft for Xbox go and announce games, AAA titles, titles that will move the needle. And and these titles are promised for years. You know, vi- video game development cycles are wild. Like you will see something being teased for sometimes five, six years, right? And that's if they come out. Sometimes they get teased for five, six years and they just never come out for one reason or another. So Dr. Disrespect is at the E3 conference. He is mobile streaming, meaning that he's literally just walking around talking to people as a cameraman uh, shoots him. This is a new form. It's very popular on Twitch where people are, are leaving their houses and they're not just sitting in front of their computers. They're just talking to the audience as they walk around. If you live in you know a more metropolitan area, you might notice that people are walking around talking to their cell phones on selfie sticks. That's what's happening. Problem for Dr. Disrespect is that he had his camera guy follow him into a bathroom. And that's against the rules, not only for Twitch, but also for life. Like that's it's illegal to just bring a camera into a bathroom. And granted, look, it's one thing, you know, if you're Dr. Disrespect, you might think that, oh, you want to know what? It's edgy. Look, I'm going to have. Uh, somebody bring in the camera while I take a poop. Ah, look at that. Poop jokes. But when you're shooting other people, it's one thing if you walk into a a personal bathroom, but he got other people in the shot, and that's, you know, uncool when it comes to Johnny Law. So he got suspended for two weeks. And now he is back. That is the news story. The news hook here is that Dr. Disrespect's channel has been reinstated by Twitch. But it got me thinking because uh, Open Bayou is the man who posted this in our Discord and he had the following comment that got me thinking. Twitch is now the new YouTube. Streamers hate the platform. And he really lost money. Twitch did not care if he went away because the next person steps up. Now, I might personally quibble with whether or not... uh, you know, Twitch is the new YouTube, but the larger point that I want to get to is this. I remember very vividly as I was coming through the end of my schooling and was ready to enter into the professions, and I wondered in my, uh, you know, the, the, the swirl of excitement, fear, and hormones Jägermeister that was my early 20s, what I was going to do with the rest of my life, that one of the driving, driving ideas, the driving concepts was the death of the old guard. I knew for sure that a revolution was happening in media and I wanted to be a part of that rebel army. I wanted to storm the castle I wanted to be a part of the new society that is rebuilt in the image of us, the Youngs. I was born for it, after all. My last name heralds the coming. I looked at blogs. uh, I looked at blog networks. I looked at the rising uh, uh, interconnectivity of the Internet. Remember, this is at the infancy of Facebook. So uh, the idea of social media interconnecting all of us and having things become instantaneous was still a few years away. But even then, I knew that the future would be built 
by us, broadly defining us as around people about my age. And lo and behold, lo and behold, I was right. Indeed, the old guard slowly withered and uh, if not died, they, they certainly were shrunk down. Now, all of a sudden, the ascendant powers were the blogs. The old and busteds that could barely figure out how to put up a very onerous paywall were the old newspapers. And then the blogs started fading away. Uh, them being a, a you know, now the, if people wanted to write about all their feelings, they could do it on social media in such an easier way. Why go through all the hassle of trying to write a book report when you can just call your friend and tell him how much you enjoyed this book you just read? The video starts uh, site started rising. And now here I am, a 35-year-old man. And I realize that if my generation built the future to escape the past, what we now realize is that the olds, the ones that we were so eager to dispatch, certainly had to deal with a lot of problems. And now all these sites have inherited the same ones. YouTube has major problems. It is not that YouTube is callous. It is that YouTube has problems that they have not been able to deal with. Twitch certainly has massive problems day in and day out. They have to deal with a lot of stuff. And you have a freewheeling set of entertainers that you are in partnership with. You are in financial partnership with that on one level you need to corral. There is always going to be frustration with the platforms. And we certainly in this day and age have more democratized platforms. People can uh, uh, get access to them far easier than they used to be able to get access to a radio station or a, or a newspaper or a, a TV job. But I also read these comments. I read these comments uh, uh, on, on news sites and in chat rooms that now we're the olds. <laughs> we're the people with the platforms that the young generation is frustrated by. They're a little more fi they're a little more financially healthy than uh, uh, the the old guard was when I was coming up, but still, all the teens blame the platforms. All of this has happened before, and it will happen again. There are no lessons in this first act. San Francisco, city, uh, you know, it's a couple of minutes from me on BART. I'm in here in Oakland, across the, across the harbor. I'm just saying that over here in Oakland, we legalized magic mushrooms. Look what's happening into the stick in the ass little hamlet across the bay from us. San Francisco will become the first U.S. city to effectively ban e-cigarettes after the city's board of supervisors unanimously voted in favor of an ordinance on Tuesday. I know, doctor. It's fucking weird. The ordinance says no person shall sell or distribute an electronic cigarette to a person in San Francisco unless that product has undergone pre-market review by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, which to date, none have. This includes brick-and-mortar stores, 
as well as online sales shipped to San Francisco addresses. The ordinance also applies to flavored tobacco products. In addition to e-cigarettes, the measure does not ban the use of vapes among 21 and older persons. So basically, you can still vape. You're not going to get a ticket for vaping, but you can't buy it in San Francisco. I'll tell you what. I need to get in the business of just selling jewel pods right off the BART. <laughs> People just pop up at the West Oakland BART stop, and I'll just be there in a goddamn sandwich board filled with all sorts of jewel pods. In fact, I'm just going to zit on BART. I'm just going to drug deal on BART. Jewel. Yo, got them jewel pods. Got that mango. Mango jewel pod. Said city attorney Dennis Herrera in a statement following the vote. This is a decisive step to help prevent another generation of San Francisco children from becoming addicted to nicotine. The measure now heads to Mayor London Breen's desk. By the way, Jewel Labs, which I did not know, but Jewel Labs was uh, initially part of Pax Labs. Pax is the weed vaping company, and uh, I always thought that they looked a lot alike. That's because they are a lot alike. <laughs> By the way, weed not banned. I mean, what an upset, right? <laughs> weed... Heavily regulated, heavily taxed, not banned in San Francisco. So PAX uh, uh, cartridges, which are the proprietary weed cartridges, they can be sold in San Francisco. Jewel pods, illegal, unable to be sold, non-psychoactive, uh, although addictive, jewel pods. By the way, Jewel Labs, and I presume PAX Labs too, Headquartered in San Francisco, they cannot sell their product in the city in which they are headquartered. Jewel spokesman Ted Kwong said this full prohibition will drive former adult smokers who successfully switched to vapor products back to deadly cigarettes, also not banned in San Francisco, deny the opportunity to switch for current adult smokers and create a thriving black market instead of addressing the actual cases of underage access and use. Kwong described Jewel's plan to support new strict regulation and enforcement instead of prohibition. By the way, there is now worries within San Francisco that this uh, is only a temporary measure, that there could indeed be a new vote, a ballot initiative, which could roll back the city's ordinance. Because God forbid the citizens of San Francisco have a say in whether or not they want to ban vapor products. I don't use these things. I just think it's so fascinating. It is so fascinating that we have seen the 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 vaping thing. It, it was like it was like we never missed a beat. It it seemed like initially vaping was just like a a, a natural like oh wow we can eliminate a lot of the harmful elements of cigarettes. What an amazing forward step by science. But uh, no. I mean, the fact, I don't know if cigarettes were ever banned in San Francisco. The fact that cigarettes evaded ban for so long. And now, boom. City ordinance. We got to get this shit out of here. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs>
You can always send me an email, jurydaily at gmail.com. Scale writes, Me Too was never meant for Louis C.K. It was meant for folks like Harvey Weinstein, who again, I just so I'm totally clear, is a piece of shit and a rapist. I wish Me Too had happened earlier when Cosby was mixing drinks or when Wacko Jacko was fiddling with kids. But it started with Weinstein. It should have stayed centered on folks like him, but the cry of Me Too shifted from brave women making a stand to, at best, hysterical inquisitors and, at worst, attention seekers. Dave Chappelle is exactly right. Things are going to get worse from here. All in all, Me Too has hurt the credibility of survivors more than it has helped, and I fear that the future holds a great many more Harvey Weinsteins. I hope Louis C.K. comes back and drops the hammer hard enough that these people get the message. Scale, I disagree with you. Uh, on on this purpose, number one, I don't think that that Me Too was only meant for Harvey Weinstein's, although I think Harvey Weinstein was the example that kind of resets the map. I do think that Louis C.K. was somebody that did not recognize boundaries of power. If you are powerful and you bring in somebody that has less power than you, then you have to be careful about how you behave, especially sexually. Like, or at least have to understand that you're playing a dangerous game and things can roll back on you. This is just the world. Like, uh, there's no special protection that comes for my boss wants to fuck me. Like, you don't get an exemption. You better make sure everything is okay. And apparently for Louis C.K., at least because there were multiple women that thought that he was being predatory, that was not the case. So, yeah, we can go by the letter of the law, but, you know, look, this is the jungle. If you have a reputation, then you're going to have a reputation. I don't think that you're exempt from that. Now, what I will kind of agree with you on is this. I do think that we should understand that Louis C.K. is not Harvey Weinstein. I do think that we should understand that Aziz Ansari, who had a very awkward date and ignored signs, is not Louis C.K. And again, like I've said before, Louis C.K., whatever Louis C.K. did is something that should earn him a reputation as a total creep. I think his manager, I think his name is Dave Becky. Uh, he's the one that that has, by the way, escaped a lot of judgment. He's the one that deserves a lot more criticism than he's got. Anytime that you are reportedly blackballing people from careers to cover up, again, it's it, it's often the cover-up, not the crime. He engaged in the cover-up. I find that to be, quite frankly, more disgusting. Because if Louis C.K. jerked off in front of somebody that he, you know, because of whatever cowardice, hid behind like, oh, well, let's have a business meeting. Wait, can I jerk off in front of you? Like, whatever. That's gross. It's cowardice. He deserves a reputation. If then, when the woman wants to speak out about it, they can never get a job again because the powerful comedy agent is preventing that because they want to speak up, that to me is bad. 
And Aziz Ansari is somebody that had a very, very, very awkward date and ignored signs that maybe things should not be moving in a certain direction. All of this is better because we bring it up. You know, I look at it like a sunshine law. What was it? Glasnost or perestroika? That was the the reforms in the Soviet Union. That's what I looked at. That look, look, look at this as is like, all right, we are now taking a a more clear look at a system that was broken. Mr. Milo is 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 in, you know he's he's saying praise be. I'm 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 preaching right now. But that does not mean that every example is the same example. I don't think that Me Too has been a net negative. I do think it has been a net positive. What I think we can agree on is we're at the end of the cleansing fire period. And that is now introduced into the world. And let's hope that it comes back in earlier situations than it has in the past. But I do think we're at the point now where we got to deal with the, the, the sub-rapist, sub-criminal shame. What is the punishment and what is the rehabilitation? Brian writes, catching up on yesterday's episode, I have lived in Renton for six years and it took me, it took me four to pronounce it right. You did it perfectly. That T almost disappears and the O is non-existent. Is non-existent. Simple folk around these parts. I used to live two blocks away from the Renton plant and don't miss those early morning jet engine wake-up calls. Considering Seattle real estate, I'm sure that that is uh, uh, very cost-effective. Although probably not, because I bet you all these high-money people that come out of Boeing are like, well, oh, I'll just live right next to work. Then meanwhile, you're in, you know, trying to get some sleep at 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's... Joel writes, my celebrity hangout would be Keanu Reeves. I feel like he'd be super chill. Another podcast I listened to said he's really an introvert. And since I'm an introvert, feel like we'd have an awesome low-key hang. If it helps, I'm black and from Pittsburgh. Well, let's go pens, Joel. But also, I think this is more what I'm saying. This is more what I'm saying. Like Keanu Reeves, somebody that I think, if Keanu Reeves just texted me and said, hey, going to the gun range on Saturday, do you want to go? I know exactly what I'm getting. A relaxing time where he's going to work out his gun range skills for the next John Wick. And maybe I can hold the cell phone while he takes one of those awesome videos of him doing, like, tactical training. And then, I don't know, we'll go get a Slurpee. That'll be a fun time. That wraps it up for us today. I want to thank our producers, the Jen, PD Rave, Non-Specific, Rock and Roll Martian, Will, James, the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. You can always email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I want to thank MacBook Pro and Open Bayou for giving us our jury stories today. Great place to hang out. I love it. All right. That wraps it up for today. Until next time, my name is Justin Robert Young, wishing you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wack. But more importantly, until tomorrow, Please, don't, don't! Do you like how your hair gets cut? Do you like 
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>